Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Mike Adelic. I'm Mike Brancatelli. Got a great episode for you today. I'm talking again with my good friend Chi, Chi Amsterdam of Truffles Therapy and Trip Sitters, tripsitters.org, truffletherapy.com. And uh, many of you might be aware of Chi, uh, maybe from listening to this podcast, from one of the episodes that we recorded earlier in the year or last year. Uh, so if you haven't listened to that one, go check it out. It's a great one. Had a great conversation with him. Uh, really, we were talking about like society and culture and, um, you know, the government and corporations and uh, just a, a lot of different things. In this one, we're, we're still kind of touching on some of those things, but we're talking more of like the state of psilocybin uh, in, in, in the world today and, and in America particularly. And, uh, you know, I feel like Chi's a, a guy that has his finger on the pulse of what's going on. And I've been following him on Facebook, you know, since our last conversation and we've kept in touch. And he's always posting really good questions that are really engaging, a lot of thought provoking questions and good community discussions. So uh, invited him back on to, to have a chat about what he's doing now, what he's got going on, what he's thinking, what he's feeling, what he's going through, what he's working on, how Truffles Therapy is doing, how Trip Sitters is doing and all that good stuff. So I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. And uh, yeah, if you do, um, best way to support the show and help it grow and spread the message, spread the message of psychedelics and liberty and freedom and, you know, uh, consciousness expansion and provoking new ideas of thought and new and novel and diverse uh, opinions and perspectives within the realm of consciousness and reality and psychedelics and spirituality and civilization and culture and psychology and philosophy and, you know, all the good stuff, all the interesting, juicy little tidbits that I like to plug into my neural meat computer and, uh, and play with. So download your plugins and install them and I don't know what I'm saying. All right, just enjoy the conversation. It's a good one. But if you like to support the show, uh the best way to do that is easy. Just uh if you're on your smartphone, if you're on your iPhone, uh whatever you're on, just go to uh Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and review. That helps boost us up in the algorithm and more people have access to it, more people can see it. If you want to write a review, that's great. I always appreciate those. Thank you so much. And I always post them because uh, you know, it just makes me feel good. I, I appreciate the, the time that people take to write how they feel about the show. And uh, so thank you to all the people that have done that. Thank you to all the patrons, the new patrons. Big shout out to all of you guys. Thank you so much for your love and support. Really, really uh, appreciate it. And thank you to all my longtime uh, patrons. Uh, thank you to all of you guys for for sticking with me and helping uh, support and fund you know this project and and grow it and share it and spread it to more people. So thank you uh, to the new patrons Andrew, Brandon, um, Rocky, uh, who else we have Jeff. Uh, thank you to all of you guys for your contributions and supporting the show. And uh, because of your contributions and supporting the show, we uh, we hit our first Patreon goal which I had set at $200, so we're at 206 now, and the next goal is 500 And, uh, you know, it's important because uh, I'm just an independent, single, individual guy who is uh, creating this thing because I, I love it and believe in it. And I'm always looking for feedback in better ways. What You know, it's 2020. We're at the beginning of a new year, a new decade, so I, I want to hear more. Like, what, what do you like about the show? What do you don't like about what, – what don't you like about the show? What can I do better? What kind of guests do you want to hear from? Uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. Message me on Instagram, Mike Adelic underscore podcast. Go to my website, Mike Brank, B-R-A-N-C, 
Facebook.com. Fill out the contact page. Send me an email. Hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, wherever you are. Send me a message. Let me know what your, your thoughts are. And uh, yeah, if you want to go and support uh, you know, us on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash Mike Brank, or you can just search Mike Adelic, Mike Adelic Podcast. Uh, there's a way to, to find, find the show there. You might have to do a little searching. You might have to do a little digging. I mean, I don't know, you know what's going on, but you know, I used to post on social media and uh, get like a lot more attention and stuff. But you know, recently I've been having conversations with people that talk about like shadow banning and all this kind of stuff. And you know, the algorithms are different. They're promoting you know content creators that maybe have more resources, and I don't know what the thing is, but. Anyway, if you like what's going on here, just uh, do the best you can to try and help, um, you know, all hands on deck and, and come in and, and support. So patreon.com slash Mike Brank or just search Patreon for Mike Adelic, Mike Adelic podcast, and you can donate as little as a dollar a month, $2 a month. Give whatever you feel the show deserves. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what to do. Just uh, if you feel like giving, give. But I do encourage support in any kind. And if you like it, share it, subscribe. Be sure to subscribe. New episodes out every week, although sometimes I go a little bit longer than a week before putting out an episode like I did with this one, just because I was in New York, I was traveling, it was the holidays. And then when I came back to Denver, I had a lot of stuff to catch up on. And I, uh, I, I still want to do a solo podcast, kind of recapping 2019, talking about kind of my personal journey, where I'm at, how I've grown, how I've evolved, what kind of trips I've had, what kind of experiences have I had, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to be releasing that soon. It'll be out shortly. But yeah, thank you. And uh, yeah, go to hempbombs.com. That's the sponsor of the show, Hemp Bombs. You can get hemp-derived CBD shipped anywhere. Uh, check it out. Put in the code Mike15 at checkout. You got to put in the code Mike15. I had a friend that recently was like, yeah, I got hemp bombs. Uh, so, you know, I'm supporting your show. And I went and checked. I'm like, you didn't use the, the code. You just ordered from hemp bombs. That doesn't do anything for me or the show. I mean, I'm glad you're checking them out. Great. I hope I hope you like it, but uh, yeah, use the code Mike15. You'll get 15% off at hempbombs.com and uh, yeah, try them out. You know, maybe they're good. Maybe they, maybe you like them. Maybe you don't, I don't know, but, uh, but check them out and yeah, that's pretty much it. What else? Oh, I have, um, if you're in Denver, if you're in Colorado and you can make it on February 3rd, Monday night at Hooked on Colfax where the Psychedelic Club meets regularly, I'm going to be kicking off the official launch of my new project called Mind Jams. And I don't know, I called it Mind Jams because the basic concept of it is just kind of like idea flow, just thoughts and feelings and whatever, just an exercise in, I guess, like brainstorming and with no real goal in mind other just than to have interesting conversations that we might not have anywhere else. You know, a lot of the times I'll get on the podcast and I'll talk to people here or I'll do solo casts and I'll just kind of have a stream of consciousness flow of like whatever I'm thinking and maybe sometimes it's a little rambly or political or whatever but I like the flow of a conversation and just letting it go where it goes and you know thinking about things that maybe we can't solve or there's no solution in sight but at least we can think about them and we can have an opportunity to to share our experience and our perspective and what we think and what we feel so uh, and it's more than the mind. It's mind, heart, body, soul, consciousness. But I couldn't figure a word out that encapsulated all that in 
that would be too clunky. So, and the jam aspect of it is that's what it is. It's just a jam. It's just like a bunch of people who are interested in having like big philosophical conversations, waxing poetic about things and, you know, being, yeah, like armchair philosophers and, and just uh, spitballing and, and creating and collaborating in the moment, much like a jam band will do and just kind of improvise and just lay down a little and lay down a little and lay down some and whatever. And, uh, and let's just explore that realm of thought and, uh, and uh, what, what can happen when a bunch of people get together and just start talking about big ideas that maybe a lot of us don't really get to talk about uh, on a day-to-day basis. So the Mind Jam is kicking off the first one at the Psychedelic Club, and hopefully it'll be like a regular thing, um, you know, anywhere, somewhere. But the first one is kicking off at the Psychedelic Club on uh, Monday night. Uh, February 3rd. So if you're around, come check it out. The events on Facebook, check it out. Psychedelic Club. Big shout outs to the Psychedelic Club to Toby and uh, and Joey and Bethany and Dave and everyone there who uh, puts on those events. And uh, yeah, much appreciated. It's been like a um, good home for me and, and a good, uh, you know, for, since moving here, like finding other people who are uh, finding the others, people that are interested in, in the things that we talk about on this show. And if you're interested in, in the Psychedelic Club, like, starting one or joining one, just reach out to them and and check it out. So yeah, if you're around, check that out. All that other good stuff, you guys know what to do. Thank you for listening. And uh, without further ado, let's get into the conversation with my good friend, Chi. Psychedelics are illegal, not because a loving government is concerned that you may jump out of a third-story window. Psychedelics are illegal because they dissolve opinion structures and culturally laid down models of behavior and information processing. They open to us the possibility that everything we know is wrong. We don't need new laws that control our consciousness and rigidly place it in a prison. Cognitive liberty. The fact that as adults, if we're not hurting anybody else, we should have the right to explore the contours of our own consciousness without any mediation or legislation on the part of somebody else. Reject authority. Authority is a lie. Information is power, but we have to seize seize the opportunity. The opportunity. The opportunity. It is, uh, it's cold, uh, but it's not like freezing. I mean, it's like probably 56 today. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's beautiful. It's sunny. It's, it's great. I think common misconception about Denver is that it's like snowing and freezing all the time, but it's actually sunny and beautiful all the time. So. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 I mean, it gets cold, but you know, today's not bad. How's it by you? Where are you in uh, LA? Venice Beach. Yeah. It's uh yeah really sunny and it's sometimes cold in the morning and uh, evening but yeah in the during the day it's like yeah it's like really nice sunshine and warm nice yeah you're liking it out there yeah I'll be out here for another couple of weeks and then up to Oakland to you know meet with the people up there and 
Yeah, explore what it's like to live in a place where all entheogens are decriminalized and see what kind of more activity can happen, you know? Oh, yeah, man. I'm very interested in that. Uh, if I had the time, I would go out too. I, I hope to make it out there soon. I just had um, Daniel, uh, not Daniel, Danielle Negrin and um, Seth Warner from the Psychedelic Society on the show and uh, Larry uh, Larry um, Norris Lord? and, and mm-hmm. yeah, and Carlos uh, Pozzola. Is that how you pronounce his last Pozzoli, name? Pozzoli, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, those are the the kind of top movers and shakers over there. So, definitely get in touch with those guys. I'm sure you're already in touch with them, right? Yeah. We, yeah. We you're, one, you're one. You're one of the top movers and shakers. So, oh, glad you're on the oh, show again. No. I don't even think I am. Well, you are moving and you are shaking. So, you know, we're all shaking technically. A little bit. Vibrations. <laughs> yeah, and I'm getting invited to speak at more events and conferences so yeah that's it is gonna start shaking a little bit you know for sure but yeah we're getting probably 20 requests for trip sitting a week and it's yeah it's getting pretty we can't handle i mean we can barely handle one a month or two a month you know so yeah the the space is growing so fast and yeah we just we need to train more people i mean there's a huge, this is just the beginning. This is like the calm before the storm. This is before the mainstream starts taking psychedelics, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, good, man. That's I, I'm glad we're talking about this because that's what I, why I wanted to have you on the show. I feel like your, your finger's on the pulse of what's going on. You're always posting really good stuff on Facebook about, you know, you know, like just asking good questions. And a lot of people seem to be responding to that and, and engaging with you and, you know, you, you're involved in a lot of stuff, you know, it's not just truffles therapy that you're doing, but trip sitters and, you know, you can name the other projects that you have going on as well. But yeah, so you have your finger on the pulse. 2019 was a, was a great year. Now we're in 2020. What's the state of the psilocybin union, Chi? <laughs> oh gosh. Are we recording already? Oh shoot. We are. Okay. Um, state of <laughs> all right, man, the- I didn't mean to, I didn't mean no, to. No, no, no. It's spot. totally yeah. all good. Yeah. Oh. Um, well, there's a lot of different factions forming. You know, the corporate interests are definitely coming in, and that's affecting everything. And I think it's, you know, the local grassroots people, it's time to get organized and stop playing around, basically, because the, you know, the corporate interests, they are very organized and they are not stopping just because we want them to stop. So if we want our vision of, what the world can look like to manifest itself, then we have to go take massive action and yeah, go speak, keep speaking the truth. It can't just be little clubs on the local level. It has to be, we have to open our mouths to reach more people basically. Yeah. 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 I know. Um, your most recent post, uh, was about, was by, um, uh, it was, a, uh, it was from Nikita Alexandrov, uh, who uh, is with thinkmico.com mm-hmm. and and was talking about I guess what what's happening in 2020 2020 psychedelic industry insights and things like that so yeah who are some of the top corporate interests and uh, companies that are moving and and what are they doing I guess you know if people want to go check out that post they can go to your Facebook page and they could read the whole thing but maybe you could give a little summary of what what's going on. Well, on the surface, you know, it's a Thai compass uh, 
backed by Peter Thiel. I mean, they're the big movers and shakers. And there's other companies, you know, a little smaller than that, of course. But really, behind the scenes, it's all the same people investing in all these companies and wanting to invest in all these companies. And, you know, for a lot of them, their exit strategy is just to be, you know, bought out by a, a pharmaceutical company or something like that. So, yeah, it's still it's still relatively small time. I think in in terms of business, when people talk about millions or or tens of millions or even hundred millions, it's still pretty small on the grand scheme of things. When you have companies that are worth whatever a trillion or whatever, so um, I think it's still early. They're all still you know, developing, mostly researching and building the foundation and working with the regulators at the federal level to, you know, gain control over who gets to distribute their, their form of synthetic psilocybin. Um, and then, you know, and then it's really up to us to, yeah, keep growing our own basically and democratizing and, and working on the decriminalization efforts. Yeah. So you were saying like, yeah, we kind of have to step it up because these companies are moving no matter what. I mean, that is the truth. They, they are moving no matter what. And, you know, some people are like, well, you know, I don't, I don't want to see this thing get like commodified and commercialized and turned into just like another business. Um, you know, especially headed by a lot of people maybe who have never even tried psilocybin. They're just kind of in it for an opportunity. Um, and then you have people like us more on the ground level uh, you know, I don't have a lot of resources at my disposal to compete with like compass pathways or anything like that, but we do have the ability to educate ourselves, to learn, to grow, to share. So what, what are, what do you think? Like, what are some of your, um, thoughts around kind of like moving, moving in that, in the direction of, of, you know, kind of like moving forward in the direction that we want to see and not getting kind of like caught up in whatever's going on in the corporate end because that's happening no matter what. So like, is there, but is there like a fusion? Is there an integration? Is there a way we could work with them or is, how do you see that? I think, hmm. I mean, no one really knows how this is all going to turn out. And man, I was hoping you knew, you know, I was hoping you had the answers. (laughs) I think, I think the, um, I think it's great because the, the corporate media types know how to get the word out and they get published in things like Forbes and Economist and whatever, Newsweek, all the big publications. And yeah, just take it as a win for psilocybin that's getting out there. You know, I mean, more and more people are reading about it, seeking out the medicine and, and then it's really up to us. And it's not like us against them. It's, it's no matter what, we think like we're all in this together to get psilocybin out one way or the other, no matter how imperfect it seems. And people will decide whether they want to take the synthetic version and go to, you know, a doctor's office to take psilocybin or if they just want to grow it themselves or, you know, get it from a friend or something like that. So I would just keep focusing on what we can do on the ground, keep you know, speaking the truth and sharing the good news and just have to have faith in the mushroom that it knows what it's doing and that it's a powerful force that has been evolving for more than a billion years. And 
yeah, we humans are not that big of a, we're not that big of a factor in terms of, you know, in the grand scheme of things, we're just pretty much a little blip in the, in the history of the planet. So it's always understanding our place in the scheme of things and keep going on our own journey. So we, we don't, we don't strengthen the sense of self that keeps popping up in this modern society and just keep humbling ourselves, keep communing with the medicine so that we can receive the instructions and the vision and the guidance and do our best to follow it. Mm. Yeah. That, that just, that makes me think of, I don't know. I'm, I'm getting like a, a, a sort of like a Ram Dass kind of sense of like, everything is the way it is, you know, sort of like, it's all kind of playing out in the way it is, you know? And I think, like you said, the mushrooms know what they're doing. You know, they sure, they sure as hell is a, told me a couple times like dude we we know uh but but yeah i i think that is kind of us sort of maybe getting out of the way a little bit more not letting our egos and not letting our personal feelings and attachments to the way that we think things should be or the, the way that we really we want it to be like this and we don't want it to be like that because i do think that everything can exist as a whole and as one and you know if you look at the the sort of how humans have evolved through history it's never smooth and perfect it's never you know go it, it's messy and bumpy and it it goes in different routes and different channels and it comes in different flavors and uh but uh but yeah i think that um i think that 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 it 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 it, it sort of needs us in a way right because like the mushrooms can't just psilocybin mushrooms don't really just like work uh, by by themselves in a in a vacuum they have to like put a human suit on you know so and we're kind of like marching around in the world doing doing these things but there is still that getting out of the way aspect of it and i think there's you know a lot of people and i've been using psilocybin for a number of years and and you have too and there's this thing like oh well you must have you must have had an ego death and you're good and you're you you have no more problems you don't fall into despair you're not you know your, your, your humanness is so gone. You're just fully mushroom, but that's not necessarily the case, right? I mean, we, we all kind of have to contend with the, the meat bag that we're in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Really good point. Yeah. And I, and I see that you, you post a lot about that on Facebook and I appreciate your posts because they're really like engaging with, you know, good questions and things like that. And, and, uh, and yeah, you've oftentimes posted about like, you know, I feel like I'm in despair or I feel like I'm depressed or, you know, some, something like that. Could, could you talk a little bit about like what that, what that experience is like for you or, and what kind of triggers that or causes that if you don't, mm. if you don't mind sharing that? Hmm. Yeah. I have pretty, uh, yeah, sometimes I go through some pretty massive mood swings still. I think the mushrooms really open us up to our own suffering and to the suffering of those around us. So, I mean, in Venice Beach, there are so many homeless people and it's hard to ignore their plight. It's hard to see people sleeping on the streets and just not feel anything, you know? Um, so yeah. And also we get so many requests and emails from people who are dealing with some yeah, serious issues, depression, anxiety, PTSD, addiction. So just reading these things and feeling into the state of their minds and in general of society 
sometimes I, I get down a little for sure. It's like, okay, so are we just hopeless here or, you know, what's, what's going to happen? Because I know that psilocybin can help, but also it's not going to resolve the root issues of the systemic uh, societal causes for that cause these um, mental health issues. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big problem here in Denver too. And it, it was funny because when the decriminalization initiative passed 301 on the same ballot was proposition 300, which was the homeless camping uh, issue. Uh, and um, yeah, it was almost like the two, I see the two almost connected, you know, in, in a way, because it, when journeying with psilocybin, I, I guess the kind of person that does that, you can't help but open yourself up more. And you're not only opening yourself up more to love and light, but you're opening yourself up more to plight and and despair and emptiness and, and hopelessness. I mean, that comes with the territory of the space. As you increase, that space gets wider and wider, you know, so you can't help but feel that pain, you know, when you see these people sleeping out on the streets in the cold and and this sort of thing. And it and it is like, man, what do we what do we do? What can we do? So, yeah, you know, there's, I think there's, you know, I think that this is uh, the beginning, like you said, like it's the, be the beginning is like getting this out into the mainstream, getting this out into the public consciousness, working on the decriminalization efforts, speaking the truth, and then maybe tackling some of these like societal issues. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think that people who are practicing and working with psilocybin and other psychedelics would be more uh, more able to sort of have more insight and more empathy to, to tackle more societal systemic problems do you think that that's sort of a, a play that we could take mm -hmm. yeah i mean i think we get a little bit more insight into the issues the causes of these mental health um, you know, issues and it's really about creating spaces that people can come in and they can, they can connect and eat together, laugh together, you know, commune with the medicine together. So, I mean, it's, it's not an overnight thing that we're just going to solve because we have the answers. It's, we got to move ourselves and other people and dedicate our lives to, doing this, you know, so I think it's, I think it's so many, so many things have to come together for us to work as uh, communities and as it all starts with ourselves as well. You know, if we're, if we can't help the people around us, or if we can't even help ourselves and we're getting depressed, like we have to keep doing what's necessary to keep our mood elevated i mean i'm on mushrooms almost every day so yeah i mean that's basically the one thing that keeps my my um depression and despair away so yeah and also just i think i think the mushrooms keep humbling us they keep saying it's not going to be you alone that's going to do this it's 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 way bigger it's a way bigger issue than just an individual or even just a single community. It's the whole global system. Right. And, um, yeah. And that's why some of us have to step up somehow and 
sort of put our lives on the line and just speak out, you know, for the truth and, and for the things we witness. And we have to testify basically. And yeah, point people back to themselves and to also something way bigger than ourselves. You know, most people are so stuck in survival mode that it's hard to think about this stuff. So how do we get people off survival mode? I think that's a, that's the first question. How do we get people not to just think about if they're going to run out of money today or tomorrow or next week? And so, yeah, I don't have any answers, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm, I'm as confused ever, as everyone else. No matter how much work I do, it seems like the depression, the people with depression keep piling up at my doorstep. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I sometimes get a little hopeless, you know, I go, gosh, like, it seems like no matter how many people take mushrooms, more and more depressed people show up. So, you know, and also not getting hopeless and also keeping this kind of optimism is important. And I think mushrooms and other plant medicines, communing with them very, very often can help us, you know, keep our mood a little optimistic. Yeah, I hear you, brother. I'm right there with you. And I think this is good, too. You know, I consider you to be an ally in this, you know, and, and we, you know, I, I relate to that. I fall into pits of despair. I fall into pits of hopelessness. And I, I work with, you know, I, I microdose and take heroic doses and hycro doses and all kinds of doses. And I'm constantly doing work and meditating, you know, and uh, but I, I, I think that's kind of like part of the part of the path, you know, it's like, almost like if you're going to embark on this path, like it's going to be, it's going to come with this, this, this big challenge, you know, and we, we need each other. You know, I think that's the, the key, you know, for people listening to this, it's like, that is the people message all the time. And it's like, you know, you need to find the others, you need to connect with other people so you can have these conversations and relate and say, yeah, yesterday I was just feeling like, man, fuck it. The world's on fire. Who gives a shit? You know? I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm out. I don't care anymore because that's just, I think that just comes with the territory, you know, it just comes with the territory. But if we have good allies that we can communicate that with, then we can kind of keep each other, hold each other, you know, hold space for each other and hold each other accountable. Um, so yeah, you mentioned that, uh, you're on psilocybin pretty much every day. I am pretty much once every three days, one or yeah, something like that. Uh, what, what's your, what's your protocol looking like? I, I, uh, I'll share mine real quick. I just, I take uh, Stamets blend and um, uh, some other stuff and uh, mainly, you know, like Chaga and Reishi and Cordyceps and, um, and psilocybin. Once I, I follow the, the James Fodeman protocol, I feel like that's kind of the, the best one for me. Uh, but yeah, what's, what's your kind of daily protocol looking like? Hmm. I mean, I'd say five to six days out of the week, I'm on anywhere from like 0.2 grams to 0.6 grams. So it's a little bit more than a microdose, uh, sometimes a lot more than a microdose. And yeah, I just need to keep feeling my feelings and going through these kind of difficult emotions of sadness. And every day I have some, some heavy emotion to clear up and let the mushroom work its way, you know, way through it. Um, but yeah, I don't really think of much too much about protocols. I just take I just take mushrooms as 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 much as I feel comfortable with, um, and 
Yeah. I mean, point six gets to a point where I have to lay down and just be soft and just deal with my emotions for at least half an hour. Like I'm, I'm incapacitated, but on point two, I'm like, I barely feel it. I, I don't really notice it. Point four, I'm definitely, I'm feeling a little softer, but I can still go about my day pretty normally. So yeah, I mean, I, you know, I live day by day, just today. What do I need today? What do I need to get done today? And if I make it through the day, I, I'm all good, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. I think that's a good message too, because there are like, okay, there's like the Fadiman protocol and the Stamets protocol, then there's this protocol or that protocol. Everyone has a protocol. Everyone has a blend. Everyone, you know, but, um, but yeah, listen to your, listen to your little inner voice inside, listen to your gut. And every day, every day we're born, born again, new from when we wake up, you know, it's a brand new, brand new day, brand new life. And so you kind of have to just test it out and see. So that's, that's good that you, that you do that, you know, and I, I, I would say that people, you know, do that too. do your research and, and, and find out, you know, what t- do test, test things and just find out what works best for you. So that's cool, man. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, like, I think the whole m- m- message of the mushroom is to follow the intuition and follow the heart. And I mean, Fadiman and Stamets, I mean, these are not the only two people who are microdosing in the world. Everybody has their own protocol. And and look at Fadiman and Stamets. They're completely different in what they recommend. So who who's to say what's right and what's wrong and what a microdose is and what is not? And why you can't do more than a microdose every day? Who says you can't do more than a microdose? Who says you can't be lightly uh, feeling the effects of the magic mushrooms every day? Who, you know, for me, I have, I, I really like feeling the effects of magic mushrooms so that they soften me and keep me humble and grounded, right? So, so I, I like to take a little bit more than a microdose, and yeah, just depend. It really no. It's, it's not listening to anybody on the outside. Like listen to the mushroom and your heart and your gut and and forget about everything else. <laughs> oh my God, Chi, how dare you talk about heretic? No, no, no. You're totally right, man. That's why I love you, buddy, because you, 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 you've listened to your own inner authority. And I think that is, you know, the things that we're talking about. There's so many things that come attached to uh, the world that we live in. And like, you know, like you were saying, the, the amount of people showing up with depression, all this stuff, it's like the, the amount of time people don't have time anymore. And they're, they're just kind of running on, on this treadmill. And, you know, it's cliche to say, you know, the rat race, the wheel, but that's really what it is, you know, cause if people have more time, they would be able to listen to themselves a little bit more, but instead they're giving their power away to other people. So yes, listen to yourself. You are your own authority. And that is, that is a, that is a great way to do it. And, um, you know, if you're doing, if you got to do the research too, you got to do, you got to educate yourself. You got to kind of test and see, it's not just to say like, Oh, just slam six grams in your face, but Hey, maybe that works for some people. I don't know. I'm, I'm the kind of person that likes to just dive off the, into the deep end sometimes, you know, without going, but that's, that's me. That works for me. I wouldn't invite, you know, like you got to find out what works for you. Um, Cool, man. Yeah. So, so you mentioned like when we were chatting before you, you came on the show, I think we, you know, we had a great conversation. People really liked it. And, uh, and you were like, yeah, a lot of things have changed for me. And and I think you mentioned also your perspective has changed a little bit too. So 
maybe, uh, yeah, talk to me a little bit about that. Like, what are some changes that has occurred for you and, and what shifted in your, your perspective the last, like, six months or whatever? Hmm. Well, one thing for sure is when we first chatted, I think in yeah February or March, I mean, we were just getting started with truffles therapy and we were wanting people to come on retreat. And we ended up seeing, yeah, more than 200 people um, mostly, you know, from, from, uh, like May, April to October of this last year. And now, I mean, my first instinct is to get people not to come to us, like figure it out on your own, because I just, it's a lot to handle people coming in. And it's like, uh, it's like, it's like the rebirth of a baby. And everybody needs a lot of therapy. And yeah, I mean, although I, I sometimes, you know, my job is to listen to people mostly, but I can't listen to people all day, like just spilling their problems about depression, anxiety, PTSD. It just, it's too overwhelming sometimes. So I need people to start microdosing on their own. And if you really want a session, then we can really talk about it. Um, and also, yeah, I mean, I'm just way more selective about who I spend time with now and who I get on the phone with. And I think as, as we get, if we have the karma to get somehow get busy in our lives, I think it's important to learn how to say no a lot. Just keep saying, I think we say yes to a point where we're, where we're overloaded and then we have to start learning how to say no, no, no to, almost everything and being okay with that, not taking it personally that, Oh gosh, I can't, I'm not good enough to say yes to everybody who wants me, you know, like who cares? Everyone has to figure it out themselves. My, I'm, my job is not to, yeah, make people happy. It's their own job to do the things they need to do. And yeah, people need to stop looking outside for the answers. They need to look inside and all the research is out there. Like it's not hard to grow mushrooms. It's if you really look for it, you can get mushrooms and you got to just have the courage to at least start with microdosing. Like guys, it isn't, it isn't, it isn't rocket science. It isn't something that's going to completely change everything from day one. It might take a few weeks or a month for you to even look back in retrospect and be like, wow, I did, ch- it did help a little bit, you know? So it just people mustering up the courage and stop stop being so afraid of the unknown, basically. Mm, yeah, which is a, it. That's the 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 first massive leap forward is is conquering that fear. Or I don't even want to say conquering, but like moving through that fear. You know, because this fear is always going to be there, pain is always going to be there, and I think it's you know learning how to move with that and hold that and carry that and, and, and take it to another dimension, you know, and then when you get to the other dimension, what do you learn there? And then bring it back and not just going, going back and going back to the well, but, you know, going to the well and then, and then watering your plants and sweeping your room and things like that. Yeah. You sound like the, the Zen master that like people come to and they're like, well, I, you know, and they're like, go away. You don't need, you don't need me. And you know, that's, 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 I, I like that because it, it is like, 
Yeah, you know, there there is there is a it, you're a human being, and there's a, you only have so much that you can have capacity for too. And then also, it it teaches other people to empower themselves to learn on their own, grow their own. You know, I think um. I'm a big believer in in growing your own, getting your hands in there and your energy in there and communing and and communicating with the mushrooms and developing a, an energetic bond with it, you know, and kind of imbuing it with your with your I, for lack of a better word, energy, you know, I was trying to think of something else, but um yeah. Yeah, I th- I I I think that's that's an that's an important uh, that's an important first step, you know. There because there is a lot of fear, and you know, I think when people realize that, oh, maybe I maybe I can do this on my own, maybe that fear diminishes a little bit, you know. Yeah. When you kind of, when you see that it's not, you know, you don't you don't necessarily. That's the reason why I love psychedelics so much is because, unlike spiritual teachings or religion, of course government or anything else there's no mediator in between there's no interpreter there's no third party that's translating it's just you and the experience and you take from it you know what you will have you um have you had any uh experiences lately that that really kind of uh left you with a ear-to-ear smiling gaze of profundity and insight Or fear and terror. <laughs> yeah, you know, I haven't gone on too many big journeys the last couple months. I've been on one six gram one, and you know, a couple other, you know, smaller ones, and and microdoses and mini doses almost, you know, a lot of the days. But yeah, still the the big journeys are something different. There, I end up praying a lot. I end up lying there like a mummy and holding my hands on my heart and yeah, really thinking. And then, and then I bow, like I sit there for maybe, I don't know how long because time is irrelevant on these journeys, but I really enter this bowing posture and put my head to the ground and humble myself a little bit. And yeah, now, now my journeys are really about thinking about how I can play a role in spreading this message as far and and wide as possible and also to the people who really need it. And nowadays it's like, I don't, it's like people who aren't really into mushrooms, they don't resonate with me somehow. So we don't connect, you know? So nowadays I only talk with people who are either really already into mushrooms or really will do whatever necessary to get their hands on mushrooms because I don't even talk to the people on sort of on the edge. I don't try to convince anybody of anything anymore. It's just, if you're ready for the mushrooms, then the mushrooms will call you and maybe you'll reach out to me and, and I'll whatever be the final step for you to be like the confirmation of, okay, this is, this is what I need to do. But yeah, I, I, Nowadays, I don't have time for skeptical people. There's all the information is out there. And there are people who just need the final last human contact to make sure that this thing is real. And I, I tend to, I end up being that person for some people. And yeah, and still, you know, seeing people and, and coaching people through their journeys and seeing the big changes in them. 
it's yeah every time it's magic and i i i couldn't be happier and i there's nothing more fulfilling than this kind of work so yeah i'm just i'm 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 just always in awe of how the mushroom is working and really grateful that it's allowing me to be part of it yeah, me too, man. I, I'm always in so much, just so humbled and like, like on my knees. Yeah. Like praying and just like, Oh yeah. Like I, if, if it's been a while since I've had a big dose, like, and then I'll have one, I'm, uh, there's always a moment of like, Oh yeah. Oh, all right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's great. It's a great, there's like psychedelics in general are just a great reminder. You know, it's a great, like, like, I think there's a, you know, the common misconception, or at least there was a common misconception. I think maybe now it's changing. Cause like you said, there's so much information out there, 60 minutes, Forbes time, you know, everywhere. I mean, it's, it's great. And I go to meetings here in Denver and talk to people who are in their sixties or seventies and they're like, yeah, I never did it before. And then I read Michael Pollan's book and I'm like, yes, great. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And, um, yeah, but it, it's it's such like a great like windshield wiper clean off and just kind of like a computer defrag to like back to like, hey, remember? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. I'm sorry. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're great. You're beautiful. Everything's amazing. Oh, my God. So much wonder, love, light. Look at all the details. Look at all the radiant particulars of this amazing reality. Yes, I get it. I get it. All right. So so we were I, I, I forgot. I wanted to say something before. And, and when you were talking about, you know, saying no, you know, because like. Cause I think that, um, and I forgot to say it, but it's like, yeah, saying yes. Like, I think that we, there's this tendency, like the, 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 the sort of one dominant economic framework that we are operating in, which is the, I mean, I, I you can't even call it capitalism cause it's not that it's crony capitalism and, and you know, it's, it's not like a, we, we don't have like a total free market, but, but, uh, but it's sort of makes people adapt it, it forces people to conform and adapt to to survive like to to and to prosper and to grow and you were talking about like you know so many people they they say yes all the time and you know it's hard to say no and you know you have all kinds of places that are offering retreats and integration and this and that and even me with my podcast like i want my podcast to grow you know every everybody wants everything to grow 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 and by doing that we have to say yes 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 all the time but i i found myself in positions where i'm like oh man i shouldn't have said yes to that why did i say yes like i need a i need a time out i need a break i need to just say no i need to like take a step back maybe i don't need 100,000 followers maybe i just need like a a good core group of people that get it but I'm curious to hear what you think. Like, do you think it's because we're operating in this like social media likes, you know, comments, retweet, uh, everything is like measurable in terms of numbers. So people are trying to hit numbers and then people are trying to grow businesses so they can live and enjoy their, their lot, their lives. So do you think that's a part of like why everybody's saying yes, yes, yes. And people that had one mushroom experience now they're running retreats and they're saying they're a shaman and yeah 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 we're gonna do it all because of this this model i mean how, what do you how do you feel about that mm, yeah this is a complex question <clears throat> oh yeah we're getting into the good stuff now <laughs> i think in our society we learn to attach our sense of self-worth to the numbers that are somehow on our screen or attached to our name. 
So I think that drives people to be like, if I say yes, it'll be more numbers for me somehow, right? And yeah, I think the mushrooms can somehow help us to see through that or at least be aware of it and at least not take it seriously. You know, sometimes I make random posts on Facebook and I get disappointed if I get less comments than I thought or something like that. And I get really happy if I somehow it's a really engaging post. I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's the environment is super powerful. And I think what the psychedelics teach us is that set and setting is not just for that one peak experience. It's about our entire life. What kind of mindset are we in all the time, day in, day out? You know, do we just get in a good mindset just because we're going to have a psychedelic journey or does a psychedelic journey teach us how important it is to always do our best to take the actions or non-actions that we need to, to maintain and, and stay positive and optimistic and also the setting, like, do we set up an amazing retreat place and a clean room for our journey and then come back to a, a pigsty? You know, I mean, all these things affect us. So, yeah, it has a lot to do with set and setting. And I think it's just about developing more confidence in ourselves and somehow realizing that we have more value than just the numbers on our screen somehow. And I think it's about offering something of value that people talk about and then people contact us behind the scenes and then we don't rely only on the numbers on the screen to determine our sense of self-worth. So it's, it's having some kind of something other than what's visible in the public eye that can bring us some value and not just determining our self-worth based on what the public thinks. You know, who cares what the public thinks? If, if five people are coming to us for something and we're somehow providing a service, then those five people are, you know, we need to provide the service. And then we don't care so much about the thousands of anonymous faces and names and numbers out there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just kind of one of these like automatic traps that we can get into because of the framework in which we're operating in. Like when you said, you know, you make a post and you're like, oh man, like I, I got 68 likes on that last one, but only 20 on this one. Damn, I suck. What's wrong with you? And it's like, no, 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 no. It's just, this is, we're like, and, and I think this is where the mushrooms would come in too, because it's like in that world, in that realm, it's like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, it's, what are you, why are you focused on this one little thing? Um, and yeah, but we have a tendency to get stuck in those one little things, but seeing the bigger picture, seeing the sort of the, the long game, you know, the infinite game, so to speak, right? Like the, when I journey on big doses, like I don't, I'm not, I don't, I'm not like having visions of like my bank account. I'm not like having visions of like, you know, uh, of like wall street and like, oh man, oh, those stocks are going up. It's like, that doesn't even exist. It has nothing to do with that. It's, it's ancient. It's old. It's like universal and true. And that permeates through the whole, the entirety of like my perception of the experience. So that when I bring that back, I'm able to see things in, in a much wider perspective, you know, um, and it helps a lot. Although then again, you get stuck in that trap of like, oh, I got to post on Instagram today or I got to do do that thing. 
Yeah. And I think that uh, there's a certain kind of faith or a surrendering, you know, that comes with that, where it's just like, man, you know, you just keep doing your thing. You just keep putting your foot out there. Doors are going to open. Opportunities are going to come. People are going to show up when they want, when, when it's right, you know, when, when it's the right time, you know, you've experienced that, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Synchronicities increasing. Yeah. Yeah. The faith is really important. The patience and also just being in the mushroom energy. I mean, the more we take mushrooms, the more we link up with other mushroom people and yeah, magic happens when mushrooms get together basically. So yeah, it's about, and I think the more we take mushrooms, especially on a daily basis, like a little mini dose, micro dose or mini dose, the more we can keep seeing that although the environment is powerful, that our own bodies are also its own environment. And that the more we keep this body, mind and heart clean and free of these negativities, the less we actually think about numbers and the more we think about how do I share this medicine with people and then that's what the driving factor becomes is okay so how, who needs this medicine today and how do I how do I yeah um, metaphorically get it in their hands as as quickly as possible basically so yeah, yeah it's just changing the things we think about and the things our mind focuses on and that's that's what it's all about and focus on the mushroom and if we hold the mushroom or the buddha or jesus in our minds then that's that kind of energy is also going to permeate us as well and if we keep numbers and bank accounts on our mind then naturally those those things will stay on our minds and then we connect with those people and then we resonate with people who also think about money and numbers so what do we resonate with? That's what it's all about. What are we vibrating with? Are we happy or are we sad? And do we think we need something, something else? And are we chasing something? You know, I mean, for me now, it's like so much less chasing. I just, every day I give and give as much as I can. And of course, sometimes I fall into deep pits of, you know, negative emotions. But I think once we start giving, like the the universe recognizes that and somehow it flows more naturally and abundance more naturally. When we recognize abundance as a truth, then abundance recognizes us as a recognizer and it just allows things to flow a little. We enter the flow instead of thinking, how do I get something from the flow? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's the mushroom language. You know, mushroom language is the language of flow. You know, it's like infinite flow, infinite creation. Um it's yeah. And, and that's why I do, I do think, you know, I mean, look, people do what they want to do, but I really, I value big doses, you know, heroic doses, five grams and up because it does, it, it will completely reorganize your energetic framework of perception of this material externalized reality that we find ourselves plugging into every day. I mean, you know, the, the matrix had it right, you know, like that, that it's such a great analogy for, uh, where we find ourselves in. And it's like, you know, the more people that are able to kind of see the code, right. I think everything is kind of coded in a, in a, in a symbolic texturization and, and, uh, language and digitized number scheme and framework. But, 
if you're like, if you're doing big doses and you're kind of clean, you're, you're clearing yourself out and you're, you're gathering and collecting the, and being in touch with the infinite wisdom from that space, then you can kind of, you can kind of like see and work the chessboard a little bit more, you know, a little bit more. And hopefully you're doing it for the better. Right. And I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I think like, I don't, do you think there's like people, <laughs> do you think there's people taking mushrooms and like using, using their energy to converting it to like, for like nefarious purposes? I mean, is that, do you think that that's something that's going, cause, cause, cause I think you, I think I saw you post or maybe it's on your Facebook that it's like mushrooms are love and light, you know, like they, but I, 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 I think that's true, but I don't know. I mean, do, what do you think? Do you think there's a potential for like, um, harmful use? Well, there's, everyone has their own karma and the mushrooms just accelerate. All right. So yeah, we got cut off because the NSA was listening in to our call and they don't want us spreading the truth about mushrooms. So, uh, <laughs> we, um, but yeah, I guess I, I don't know. I was asking about like evil intentions or something like that, but I mean, maybe that's not such a great question. I, I don't know. I, I guess like, you know, I think McKenna said it when he was like, you know, he's like psychedelics don't work on on ignorant people, you know, like they don't they don't work on on people who are uh, greedy and kind of egocentric narcissists and stuff. They probably just enhance those tendencies. Right. I mean, like, I feel like I've I've, I've definitely seen this in the psychedelic community, if you want to call it that, or the spiritual communities, uh, you know, as Cho Young Trumpa says, Everything can be converted to to ego's use, you know, spirituality, psychedelics, whatever we're talking about. And I know you you definitely feel passionately about this because I I, I remember a post that you made about uh, something about Andrew Yang, um, uh, but um, you know, talking about just like you know the the business opportunities and and that sort of thing. And you know, earlier in the conversation, we were talking about so so I guess getting away from like the evilness because I don't know even really know if there is such thing, but more of just kind of the, we see a lot of initiatives where it's like, okay, maybe we're, we're going to, we're going to look at psilocybin, but we're only going to offer it for medical use or therapeutic use, or it's only going to be this way. And, you know, as we were talking about before, it's like, okay, every, the mushroom knows what it's doing. It has its place, but is there anything that you see as kind of, you know, you kind of having your finger on the pulse of like the, the psilocybin movement, is, you, is there anything that you see that kind of irks you or rubs you the wrong way, or you're just like, you know, um, man, I, I wish they were going about it this way or that way instead of, you know, the way that, it, that we're seeing it. Well, you know, I've started, it's weird because I've started caring a little less about what's happening. It's like, I've realized that my energy is, is valuable now and I have to be present for the people reaching out to us so yeah i i you know whatever is going to happen is going to happen and i try not to get involved in too many conversations about the best way or the, you know this way is not ideal i think everyone's doing their best and i think we human beings were limited in various ways in terms of our thinking and the way we're able to perceive an issue and to work together. I mean, so many people are fighting 
in the psychedelic world about little uh yeah little human things so yeah i i think it's just important to stay positive and focus on what we can do with our lives to 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 yes yeah, serve the people and that might be about pointing out the hypocrisies i mean i i go through phases where i like to point out hypocrisies and then i go through other phases where i'm just too busy just i can't I can't get involved in really, I can't be creating more enemies basically, you know? So I go into this. Yeah. And using your energy to waste your energy on, on, you know, fighting rather than flowing, right? Like you kind of, you want to be more in the flow. I used to be there, man. Like when I first started podcasting and, you know, I was like a, a libertarian atheist and doing a political show. And I was just like, you really, aggressive and assertive and getting in Twitter fights all the time. And man, I look back at that and I'm just like, whatever, it was a phase. It was a process I needed to go to, but I don't do that shit anymore. Like ever, you know, if someone says something to me on Facebook or Twitter, that's like hostile or making fun of me or something. I always like return with like sort of a sarcastic kind, you know, thing and just like, Oh, thanks for educating me. You know, great. Thank you. You know? Um, so yeah, well, I'm glad I'm glad to see that you're you're taking that perspective, you know. And then at the end of the day, when we think about it, yeah, it's like, man, like so much of what we're talking about here is like trying to navigate the minuscule minutia of the the human drama with like the infinite abundant awareness of the mushroom magic, you know. And it's like surfing that that cosmic wave of the in between. Uh, because that's that's sort of what we are as human beings. We're like these in-between beings. You know, we have the ability to create great abstractions and ponder infinite, uh, abundant amazement. But we're like housed in these like bodies that are literally decaying every single day that we move forward in this thing called time. And that never gets talked about. We're all gonna die, Chi. What's going on, man? <laughs> like we're all we're all literally on death's death row. What are we arguing about? Why and why are we ever talking about we never hear about this? You know, it's never like tonight on CNN, you're gonna die, everyone you love is gonna die. So be a little kinder and gentler to each other, you know. And I know that uh and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because, like I said, I think that you've just been really putting forward a lot of good conversations on Facebook. And one of them you made was about how death is hidden in our society. And so, and I was wondering maybe if you could like expand on that, give me your thoughts on that and, and what you think. Yeah. You know, all the spiritual traditions talk about this world and then beyond this world. And yeah, I think it's about, again, what we as individuals focus on and, what we decide to prioritize. And of course, I'm pretty much a worldly person. Uh, but yeah, I think it's about being around people also who are, have practiced a lot and aren't as stuck into this world, in this world. I think they can inspire us um, into thinking about something beyond. And most of these people might not be, it's not about, you know, success, then it's not about status. It's not about money. It's about something beyond that. Um, it's something about more, it's something more permanent than these temporary, uh, worldly gains. So, you know, the Buddhists teach that the teacher is the most important 
um, thing and that you have to hold on to your teacher even if he tries to kick you away and throw you out. So, yeah, it's about being around those elders, you know, um, and they they might not be psychedelic elders. They might be a different, they might be a, a monk or something or a nun or someone who's been living in the forest for you know, 10 years or 20 years or 30 years. So I think it's also for a lot of people in the psychedelic world, it's also about seeing beyond our little bubble and realizing that there's a world beyond just these little psychedelic clubs and societies and cliques. And um, yeah, I think that's also how the psychedelic community can mature a little bit is to start including more of society in, in, in the conversation and it's not about us versus them and someone's going to hurt the psychedelic community or world it's like no the mushrooms and the fungi and the cacti they're for everybody and they don't belong to us just because we've been taking them for two five ten years it's you know a person who takes it for the first time who's had 10 years of spiritual practice might already be more developed spiritually than someone who's been taking psychedelics for 10 years but is still you know, uh, drinking alcohol or everything. So. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I remember, um, yeah, it's like, uh, I was listening to this McKenna talk like uh, a couple weeks ago and he, and he was like answering some questions for one of his, like his lectures or, and, and, you know, he was talking about taking bigger doses and how often and things like that. And there is like, uh, you have to be able, I think, to like relate to the non-psychedelic world you know, in a way like it's fun to kind of get far out and have conversations about like, you know, these like fractals and this, these, this geometry and these, you know, amazing colors and lights and this experience. And I remember when I first started getting into it, I would listen to people like, uh, I remember listening to Aubrey Marcus on the Joe Rogan experience talking about ayahuasca and this dragon came to him and, you know, all these cool images and it's like, whoa, wow, that's so cool. And, and even with Terrence, you know, talking about the machine elves and, and this stuff and it's like, wow, I want to see that. But you go if you if you keep going that route, like you're only going to be able to talk to like a very few amount of people, and then like you, you know, so plugging into to, to the world and and kind of it's it's a I think it's like a a balance, like a dance, kind of it's which is hard too, like which comes with despair, comes with like hope and change and oh man, I can't believe I just quoted Obama, hope and change. But it comes with hope and like, you know, tremendous hope and and then it comes with like tremendous despair. Uh but uh but yeah, I think I think that's that's uh that's pretty important. So you 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 post a lot of questions like what would you do if you had a million dollars, you know, and things like this and I want to pose a question to you. What would you do if like right like tomorrow the entire federal government as we know it is like wiped clean and you're installed and everybody else who's like in a, a psychedelic point of leadership like is installed into the framework of the of the government that we have what are we going to do what decisions are we going to make we have resources at our disposal we have endless amounts of money we have the powers uh, the levers of control what what's our moves what's president chi going to do so I guess my question would be like, what would you do if you were president? But then again, you know, that would be if the president actually had power and wasn't the alphabet agencies and other corporate interests. But if you, if there was like a, 
if tomorrow we woke up and there was like a council of psychedelic people appointed into the levers of control, like what, what would be some actions? Like what would be some things that you would be wanting to do and, you know, nations that you would call and things that you would work out or whatever? Hmm. Well, I think that's, yeah, it depends on which levers of control. I mean, I think the president and all the politicians we see on TV, I don't think they really have, they call all the shots. I mean, there's, you know, a lot of the shots are called by the people selling weapons and uh, running the banks and creating debts. So right. I, I, yeah, we get rid of all that. We get rid of the yeah. whole framework. Basically, what I'm like, we, we, the whole framework is gone and we're a psychedelic constituency is appointed into the, the, the seats of, of power, of all the seats of power. What are we doing? What are we going to do? Well, yeah, I think focusing on community spaces is important, teaching people how to grow their own um, mushrooms and other, other psychedelics training a lot of trip sitters and therapists so that people feel like they have support and can talk about their issues. Um, yeah. And then also re reworking the educational system so that children are taught from many different viewpoints from a young age and they can decide and make their own decisions and be more creative in the way they, yeah, come to solutions. Um, inc yeah, encouraging more sharing circles as well. People talking about their emotions. And yeah, those are some of the things I do. And also just making, yeah, making mushroom initiations more of like part of the fabric of the way young kids grow into adulthood. And also all the transitions in life, like, yeah, like weddings can be about having mushroom journey together and like cementing that bond. Right. Yeah. Like an initiation. Initiations yeah, are yeah. so they've been used throughout history with all these different tribes. And yeah, and basically every culture except the modern culture had some sort of initiation process where young people were brought into adulthood. I mean, not everyone, but the 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 cultures that were living in these kind of tribal um, communities and they, that really cared about raising up the next generation for leadership and to become adults to, so that they can support the whole community. Yeah. I mean, initiation is, is part of it. And initiation means diving deep into the subconscious or the fears and, and getting people to ask questions like, how do I best serve the people instead of what do I get? How much money can I make? Or what, what, what kind of career do I have? Right. It's more about, okay, what role do I play so that the whole community can benefit from my existence? Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, you're spot on. And I, I think that these, in, like the people that have been practicing these rituals of initiation, yeah, they were, they were in touch with, something larger than them, themselves. And they had a completely different grasps, uh, grasp of what it means to, to be connected to something larger, whether it was, uh, you know, the diverse range of cosmology and mythology, right. Which I feel like is lacking in, in our world. We don't really have, what's the one thing that unifies unifies Americans. I don't know, money, 
you know, I, I don't know what, what else, what else is it? Right. I mean, there's, where is there real magical, magical realms of colored and animated stories, you know, that we can like live by. Right. I mean, we tend to look back for the mainstream you know, people, they tend to look at like indigenous tribes of the past and, and tribal cultures, hunter-gatherer cultures like, wow, you know, they believed in like an eight-headed monkey god or, you know, they thought that like there was a god in the tree or a god in the thing. And, you know, we're, we're evolved. We're past that. We have science. Science can measure things and tell us, you know, how the world really works. And I, I think it's just like, I mean, that's, that's just another story. And it's kind of like a boring one. It's like, what, really? Like you want to go by like numbers and measurement and technical terms for everything. What about like the, you know, some crazy fun, cool adventure of like, you know, the, the spirit of the forest and the spirit of the sun. And I think they were onto something there. And I think that's, that's definitely something we could bring back with, uh, when we empower more people to, like you said, have these rituals of initiation and with the, with communities, you know, autonomous communities with their sovereignty, not imposing our will on others and being like, it's got to be this way, you know, one uniformed way of being. You know? yeah. So diversity would be my, mm -hmm. I guess, answer yeah. to that too. And I think yeah. less centralization and more decentralization and more groups of people being able to make their own decisions, as long as it doesn't harm other people. Um, I think that's the way that we have to go as a species in order to evolve I mean, I don't know if that'll happen, but I think that's a mushroom message is that every mushroom is unique and they shouldn't be controlled by one top mushroom that tells them what color they should be or, you know, if they should wear some clothes or something or that they shouldn't eat a certain type of food, which is basically what is happening now. And mm. yeah, giving people more freedom and yeah, love. It's all about love, right? So does... You know, do the leaders of our our society love the people or do they just love money and themselves? <laughs> right. You no, know, no, I feel I feel Donald Trump loves me, man. He's he loves me. Yeah. Um, totally. I think all right, so who would you appoint to your psychedelic cabinet? Like, let's do let's do uh let's play a game. Let's do like uh a, a psychedelic uh, a psychedelic, like all-star team vote, you know, who, who would you have? Like you get, I don't know, say, let's do like, uh, how many people are on a basketball team? Five, five players, six, got to have a guy on the bench, do a couple bench players. Let's do like eight, seven or eight. Let's say well, seven or eight. Yeah, well, first I would many? step down from the presidency and live my life in more peace. Uh, <laughs> I would nominate Paul Stamets to be the head of everything. I doubt that he would want anything like that, but yeah, he would be raised up. And yeah, people like Roland Griffiths, you know, a really amazing scientist who is good hearted, probably has had many mushroom journeys. And then I would, I wouldn't make it about personalities. Of course, let's, yeah. People like Kevin Matthews and Carlos Pozzola, of course. Yeah. They're up there, but I would, I would make it more about, local councils getting together and making decisions um, in their own communities. Cause yeah, we don't know what's best for the people in Alabama or Alaska or New York. Like they know 
the lay of the land better than we do. And they know the issues that are running in their own communities. So delegate the responsibility and the power to those closest to the problem. And um, <clears throat> yeah, and then I would want to disappear, <laughs> basically. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to have that kind of, those kind of, uh, that much responsibility. And also, when you get to the whatever the top is, there's people who, yeah, it's like people get jealous. And I'd rather be behind the scenes and advising more than being the face that people know. I don't want to be considered a leader, to be honest. It's, it's too much, you know, people don't really, it, people just, they, they, a lot of people, they think that the leader is going to solve some kind of problems. Like, no, you, everyone, we, the people have to work together and see each other as equals. And of course, some people have more skills and they're more charismatic and they know how to gather people and they know how to spread a message. But in the end, we're all human beings that are going to die one day. And so let's come to this realization together and work as pleasantly and as cooperatively as possible while we're on this earth to make it as nice as possible for as many people and beings as possible. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, decentralized local level. I mean, that's really the only way that's how human beings have lived for thousands of years before the dawn of civilization, which is also the dawn of slavery. You know, it's like, we, you know, of course there's, there's conflict. Of course there's warring tribes. Of course you're going to have all that stuff, but at least it's not institutionalized and, and, and systemic and, and this kind of like, you know, omnipresent toxic, uh, swamp of, 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 uh, like almost invisible oppression, you know, in a way, you know, invisible tyranny to a certain extent, you know, and it's like, yeah, you, you, you have, you have your issues, but I think the best way for people to organize and the best way for people to get along is on a local level. And like whoever, whoever wants to, and the kind of person that should be in that position is like the kind of person, like what you just said is like, look, like I, I have some ideas, but like, what do you guys think? Like, what, what can we do? And who's, who's talented at like, you know, growing and cultivating mushrooms, who's talented at like growing herbs and who's talented at bringing people together for community discussions, who's really vulnerable and can like, you know, inspire other people to, to open up and, and to, to let, let out the fear and that, and that kind of stuff. And, and that's going to come in a diverse range of individuals. It doesn't come from one fucking person. And that, and if one person thinks they have all that and they want to do that, I mean, first of all, like you said, that's an insane amount of responsibility and pressure. I wouldn't want that. I mean, that's just, that's way too much. Yeah. And I, to be honest, I think, I think like grandmothers and mothers and fathers who have many children who have had the kind of responsibility to take care of their family and tribe. I think those are the people who should be raised up and they might not, they might not be visible. They might just be behind the scenes supporting, but I think those are the real leaders and I think sometimes in the psychedelic world, we tend to forget it's so, it's so, I mean, all these events with faces on the ballot, you know, on the lineup and it's who's on the lineup. Um, I think we're sort of conditioned to think that that's what it's all about. And I really don't. I think it's okay to be on lineups and to speak the truth if someone invites, but the whole point of life is not to get your face on a lineup. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty small goal. So I think shoot for something bigger and then, and then those opportunities will just come one after the other. Like you don't have to try to get on stage. People will just ask you because 
you're doing great things in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think it, it is like, um, you know, kind of letting go. I mean, cause I've, I felt that, pull, that, that tug, like, you know, a lot of, a lot of the time where I'm like, oh man, like I want to, you know, I want to do this. I want to do that. Oh, this person's doing this and I want to do it too. And then the second that I like check myself and I take a step back and I realize like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm getting caught up on this thing. And then I just like, let it go. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, here, you know, here's some stuff that maybe you want to do. And I'm like, oh yeah. All right, cool. So yeah, it's a, it's a constant practice. You know, I think that's, that's the key here too. Like taking psilocybin isn't just like a, you know, that's it. Oh, I took it once. I'm good. And I can go, this is a constant practice. And yeah. Do you, do you incorporate anything else into your practice? Like what are some daily uh, chi habits that make you <laughs> feel aligned and, uh, walk in your, your purpose and in truth and in, you know, with integrity and peace too, you know, some peace of mind. Yeah. I mean, I try my best to be as generous as possible. Um, <clears throat> I try to see who's in need on my path and do my best to give whatever I can to that person. Of course, I'm, you know, I'm just a human being, so it's not infinity. But I can, if I see a homeless person and we have some food on the way home, I'm going to give them some food is the general idea. Um yeah, I think it's it's really small things that make a big difference. And, you know, getting out and walking every day and getting some fresh sun and getting out from behind the computer. And, you know, the when the emails pile up and the messages pile up, sometimes I'll just be like, okay, let's just, let's just respond to all these at the same time, you know. Um, so doing whatever I can to stop thinking about myself so much and start thinking about the other people who, who I can serve. Basically that's the whole path. And I take, you know, vitamin B, vitamin C, and we have some lion's mane that we take. Of course we have some amazing um, psilocybin around as well. So yeah. And keeping the gut really clean. So kombucha is, is something that, you know, we don't buy much, but kombucha is something that we'll we'll spend some t- money on so that the digestion keeps flowing. And yeah, shout out to Brew Doctor Kombucha who sent me their oh, kombucha. Nice. So check them out, Brew Doctor. A little plug, gotta gotta do a Beautiful. little plug there. Nice. <laughs> yeah, and and eating eating less actually, eating healthier, um, and just. Yeah, it's just little things. You know, I'm not the most disciplined person, to be honest. I'm quite lazy. And, you know, sometimes reading these emails, it really makes me sort of feel down a little bit, you know, especially when I read depression, anxiety, depression, anxiety over and over. And yes, sometimes I really have to force myself to get out of the house and just walk around and forget about everything. I think that's also part of it, you know, just... And sometimes totally, we're going to yeah. fall into phases of weeks or months where we just feel down and and being okay with that and realizing that that's also part of the process is the, you know, depression can teach us what, <clears throat> what kind of things we're chasing that we're not supposed to be chasing and what kind of masks that we're wearing that the, the depression forces us to, it just rips it off basically. So yeah and then feeling compassion you know compassion is a practice that 
really helps us. It's really thinking about other people and feeling their pain and yeah, just feeling into what we can do as individuals and as a society to make it make life more comfortable and a little less painful for other people. Yeah, man. Yeah. And I think that going into those pits of depression and despair yourself, in my experience, I've, I know what it's like, you know? So when people are messaging me and talking to me about that kind of stuff, man, I've been there. I've been to the darkest of dark places. I've been to a lot of energetic structures of the human experience that I've embodied, you know, whether it's from like mania to depression, to bliss, to total peace and calm and relaxation to moments of frenzy and, you know, all these kinds of mental uh, and energetic uh, layers that we can wear from for periods of time. I think there's a reason why they happen. There's a reason why they're there. They're like messages. They're like information download saying like, Hey, this is what it's like to be this kind of person. And then when you know that, then you're probably, you're probably better suited to relate to others and have more compassion and empathy to others who are going through that. So yeah, a lot of people listening to this, like if you find yourselves in those positions, you know, it's not necessarily to get out of that position. I got to get out. I got to feel happy. I got to feel blissed out all the time, love and light, rainbows and unicorns 24 seven, although that is a great place to be, but it's like messages that are being sent to you. It's like a communication, a dialogue, and maybe you need to like shift your, shift your path a degree this way or a degree that way, you know? So yeah, good, good point to bring up there for sure. Well, my man, I think, uh, this has been a pretty good conversation, I must say. And, uh, you know, I always enjoy talking to you. Uh, we should, we should definitely, you know, do this more regularly. I, uh, I'm about, I'm looking outside my window. It is sunny and beautiful. And, uh, you you were just talking about getting out from behind computer screens. So I think that's what I'm about to do. What, uh, what do you want to, what should we end with here? I don't know. What do you want to, what do you want to say to the people? What do you, what, what are your thoughts? Maybe tell me what you got going on currently. What, what, what are you working through right now? And for maybe both personally and, and professionally, what's, what's, what's going on in your world right now? Yeah, well. Uh, yeah, working on a presentation, you know, I've avoided speaking on stage for quite a while now. And um, all of a sudden, these invitations started coming in to share, you know, what what we've learned through space holding for hundreds of people and watching people go through their own journeys. So yeah, working out a little 20 minute presentation with some slides and practicing it over and over. That's one because I want to be able to represent and speak for the mushroom in the most professional um you know i want to be able to channel their wisdom um as best as i can so practicing that and yeah there's a lot of things i can't really talk about on you know in public but yeah a lot of things are happening behind the scenes where yeah, we're talking with people who are really close to the medicine and seeing what the future of of what the future of psilocybin looks like and how it's going to get out to the masses in the most in the safest way, and and yeah, you know, also just going through my own processes of growing and learning and 
and learning le- the same lessons over and over of not having any expectations and watching little bubbles of expectations pop. Mm. And no matter what, I'm like, I, I still yeah. like, expect things from other people and from, from the world. So, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, little expectations and just being more and more just being okay with with these expectations not being met and just be like, oh, okay. Like, I'll give you one example is we hired this woman to write a, a microdose uh, booklet uh, guide and she was going to write 20 pages. And that was about three weeks ago. And we were like, okay, yeah, yeah. We even gave her a little advance and she's, she's really nice and kind and she's really into microdosing. She's like, yeah, yeah, I've got the outline. I'm going to get some writing done. And then yesterday she wrote, or the day before she wrote us a message, she goes, you know what? I really can't do this. Like I have way too much happening in my life and someone took advantage of me financially and I'm homeless. And I was like, oh yeah. And then part of me was like, oh gosh, how could you not tell us earlier? And then I was like, actually, yeah, I'm just wishing you all the best and just letting it go. Yeah. Maybe we don't need a microdosing booklet and, um, for now and just letting things flow is is my um my way of practice now Mm, yeah yeah that's great man yeah and it is a practice you know it's not just like you know you're hearing this and you're like okay letting things flow cool i'm gonna do that it's like man it's work you know but make it fun you know enjoy it i think that's the key right as like you know, sometimes you'll pose these these questions on Facebook and I'll answer with like a joke because it's just like, I just want to have fun too. You know, I want things to be fun and entertaining. And like, you know, a lot of times it, we could get bogged down in, in seriousness, but oh man, this person didn't come through. Oh, they didn't say they were going to do. I remember this, This it's so simple. It's so, it's, it's simple, but it stuck with me from Eckhart Tolle's book, um, The Power of Now, where he's like, you know, once we can see through, uh, I don't know if he says see through the illusion or see through the, the drama or whatever he says, we realize that all the problems that we think are problems aren't really problems at all. They're just situations that are coming up. And it's like, okay, here's a situation that happened. Am I going to allow, am I going to give my power away to that situation and allow, allow it to infect me and make me deranged by it? Or am I going to like be like, okay, well, that's a situation. I'll deal with it and flow with it. So yeah, it comes, it comes with a practice and yeah, thanks for, thanks for sharing that, man. So, so you're going to be in, uh, in, in, uh, San Fran soon, Oakland, yep. you're going to be in the Oakland Bay area soon. on the 20th and, um, yeah, have a bunch of, you know, meetings set up and I'm sure we'll meet more people when I'm up there, but yeah, just exploring what it's like to be living in a place where, all enthusiasms are decriminalized and seeing the kind of enthusiasm and also seeing what kind of issues crop up and what kind of people start moving and shaking up there when, you know, when, when they're free to a little more free to do so. So, yeah, you know, I'm still an entrepreneurial type and I still like to, I still like to create things and I like to be in the middle of uh, some kind of action. So yeah, I, I'm going up there to explore mm-hmm. some opportunities and, you know, also a lot of cannabis people are sort of deserting the industry now in California. So there's this whole group of people that are looking for their next thing to do. So yeah, there's a few, you know, cannabis executives up there that want to meet and talk about next steps. So yeah, exploring really and just staying open and 
being trying to stay as humble as possible and you know keep keep taking the mushrooms that's for me and for other people as well Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be interested. I, I saw, um, when you, when you go there, I'm interested to learn if you, if you have an opportunity to check it out, I saw Carlos posting something about like these sort of co-op spaces where people can come and stay. And, you know, like you were saying before you mentioned like, you know, good food and good medicine and, and community that sounds yeah. really appealing to me. I mean, I would love to get something like that yeah, going I'm actually, in Denver too. I'm actually staying I, at yeah. the Haven with Carlos for a few days. And yeah, one other oh, thing nice. I'm really excited for is there's this, um, the church of entheogenic plants. And it says something like the church of cannabis and mushrooms. And it's called the Zide door, Z-I-D-E door. I think it's in Oakland. But yeah, I'm really excited to go visit that and just hang around these people and yeah, see what kind of people come in and also, you know, what the issues they, they're running into are and see how they're flowing and see what's possible. I like to always be at the cutting edge and, and you know, bring back good news for people who aren't living in these cities and showing people what's possible. I think that's my role right now is sort of being a messenger and inspiring people to think beyond what they can just see right now in, in front of their eyes. Mm, I love it. Yeah. All right, man. Yeah. Let me know if, uh, if you have time for a, a Denver visit because, you know, we got quite, quite the scene going on here too. So we'd love to have you and, uh, you have, a uh, you and your, uh, uh, yeah. Letty yeah. is her name. Uh, your, I was going to say your wife. Is she, your no, wife she's, she's my partner. Yeah. I don't think I. I don't think. Partner, I would, okay. Sorry. I don't think right. I could get married. I've seen so many. I think marriage is an. Okay. Anyway, I think marriage is an unnecessary institution, but uh, <laughs> that's just a whole other thing. <laughs> I, 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 I agree. I, I agree. We could talk more about that another time, but I agree. Anyway, yeah. So you and your partner, Letty. You. Uh, I was just gonna say you have a place to stay. You're welcome, and we'd love to have you um, here and uh, introduce you to the Denver psychedelic scene because there's a lot of stuff going on here too. And yeah, give give my best to the people out there in the Bay Area. I love those people. All of them doing doing great things. Thank you so much for your time. Tell the people where they can go to find you and follow you and and keep up with what you're. I highly recommend following you on Facebook because that's where you you post a lot of great questions and and get a lot of people in, in a good engaging discussions. But where else can people go and um, if they're interested in maybe taking retreats or yeah. trip sitting and, and all Probably that Probably the stuff. best website is still our main website, which is truffles-therapy.com, T-R-U-F-F-L-E-S-therapy.com. Also, we have another website, tripsitters.org, which lists all the trip sitters in the Netherlands and all the retreats around the world. So if you're looking for a trip sitter, I mean, I would go to that first before coming to Truffles Therapy. And if you feel really like, like you really want to do with us, then feel free to reach out and um, – and we'll, we'll do our best to find some time to connect. All right, Chi. Thanks for spreading the good Chi, the good glee, the good energy. <laughs> nice, man. Thank you so much. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Thanks, man. Peace out. Hey, I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. If you did, go and leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. You can leave a five-star rating and a review if you feel like writing something. Uh, that would be great. It helps the show a lot. 
helps us bump us up in the uh, Apple algorithm, get the podcast exposed to more people. So if you like the show, go ahead and do that. If you want to go a step further, go to patreon.com slash Mike Brank. You can donate, become a patron, be a part of the Mikeadelic Inner Sanctum WhatsApp chat group of people chatting and connecting all around the world, refining the others, bringing them together, creating community. One of my favorite things to offer. I also release bonus episodes. Sometimes I do episodes that are kind of raw and kind of beta test them for the producers of the show, which are my patrons, the people who support the show. Big shout out to everybody that's a patron. Thank you for your love and support. If you want to do a one-time donation, go to my website, mikebrank.com. Go to PayPal and do a one-time donation if you feel that. And uh, I really like the method of donation. It's a, it's a gifting mentality. And reading Charles Eisenstein's books recently and his talks have really kind of made me embrace the spirit of the gift, of giving and gifting. And what better time than this holiday season to be generous and to give. And, you know, if you like the show, just tell, tell people about it, spread it, share it. Also, contact me. Go to my email uh, on my website, the contact page, mikebrank.com. Reach me on Instagram, mikeadelic underscore podcast. Hit me up on Facebook. Send me your messages. Send me your thoughts. Send me guest suggestions, ideas. Share your story with me. Reach out. Give me feedback. What do you like? What don't you like? And uh, I love to hear from people. I always respond. So uh, you can go ahead and do that. If you're interested in CBD, we have Hemp Bombs as a sponsor. You can go to hempbombs.com, get all kinds of CBD stuff. And um, I used to take their their gummies. I think I'm going to start taking them again. I ran out, so I got to get some more. But uh, they're really good. And um, yeah, check it out. If you're interested in CBD, you want to give it a try, put in the code MIKE15 at checkout and get 15% off all of your CBD wants, desires, needs, and so forth. Big shout out to Danny Barnett and Galaxia for the music, the intro and the outro. And uh, of course, thanks to Muse, who uh, I mash up their song and put the Terrence McKenna clips and everything in without their permission, but somehow I'm still able to do it. So thanks, because I love that. And uh, what else? I don't know. Thank you so much to everybody for your love and support for listening. And yeah, I really, uh, really, 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 from the bottom of my heart, really can't express how grateful I am that out of all the podcasts out there that you choose this one to listen to. And uh, yeah, uh, like I said, let's really make this a collaborative effort. If there's something that you hear, that you notice, you know, something going on with the show that you're like, hey, you used to do this or you do that, or I'd like to see this, or hey, did you ever think about that? Shoot me a message. I'm open. I communicate. I message back. I like this to be a collaborative effort. I want more community involved in this. So anyway, thanks. And uh, till next time, peace.